Welcome to the Building Newfoundland and Labrador podcast, dedicated to exploring the interesting journeys of the people in the provincial construction industry. Presented by the Newfoundland and Labrador Construction Association, produced by Gale Force Winds. Join us as we chat with the inspirational individuals that ensure the continued growth of the construction industry and the province of Newfoundland and Labrador. The Building Newfoundland and Labrador podcast. What a great conversation we've been in the last couple of days. So many opportunities, so many good things happen. NLCA is front and center in it all. I'm Alan Dale. With me as always, my good buddy, Jerry Carew. Jerry, what a time we're having. Incredible time, man. We just, I plucked this gentleman off the floor. I believe you were just presenting. I was, I was, just finished. So here we are, you're still talking. We're gonna hit 10 minutes of your time. That's perfect. Scott, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, my name is Scott Penny. I'm the CEO of the Port of Argentia. I joined the port uh, just over 25 months ago. And uh, the funny, the true and funny story is when I went there in uh, September of 20, uh, I was there for five days and I got a call that uh, there was a meeting with Husky mm -hmm. and they informed me that they were shutting down the project. So you can imagine the... That's your welcome the gift. That's the welcome gift. So, uh, <laughs> but how two years have changed for the Port of Argentia. And so I've been there and uh, building on the great work that a community has done down there for the last 25 years, keeping that facility going and volunteering and working to make sure that it maintained its, its, its integrity and the vast value that it brings to the province. And uh, there weren't always bright, shiny days like we have now. Uh, there were some big challenges, but let me tell you, the people of that region are to be commended. They stepped up, the board of directors, from the first board of directors right to today's board of directors, employees, former CEOs. They've done a, a remarkable job, and I'm uh, very fortunate to now be uh, leading the organization. Scott, give us a little bit of history of the port. So it was an American base at the beginning. So just take us through it. Well, you know, they, 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 the Americans were looking for a location uh, on the eastern seaboard. And I'm sure they looked in every nook and cranny. And uh, Argentia came up glowing five stars. And so uh, it was opened, uh, you know, first founded in the late 50s. Then they opened it up and it was obviously, it was booming. I mean, it was bowling alleys, schools. It was a great, I mean, great location. Um, not to mention the port itself. I mean, it, it was sheltered harbor, deep water, and most importantly, ice free. And so, and very sheltered from, on a hill perspective, uh, as what we call the backland. So very sheltered and away from the community. And so that, uh, in 95, it closed. And so since then, uh, the port has been run by a group of, uh, board of directors and management authorities and you know it's done its thing and you know kept things moving and acted as a landlord brought in industry created employment for the local region um, and basically you know what's ironic is that all of those valuable assets and the landscape you know it's it's, it's still it, it's never lost its luster mm -hmm. it just need to be dusted off and I can tell you the that the whole port as a whole employees and board of directors and region is extremely exciting what the future brings. So let's talk about the future. What is that all about? Well, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunities coming. Uh, when I first went there, so back to my shutting down the project, I can, you know, I remember calling the management team and said, well, we have to find something else. And so what we did, a lot of research, and we were kicking tires. It's just well to call it what it was. We were kicking tires. We were looking for something that could the port could avail of. 
and we looked at everything. And uh, going through that, we got into conversations. We've picked up that Biden had just made a major announcement that he wanted uh, 30 gigawatts offshore wind in the United States by 2030. And we did some reading, and as we were reading it in all of the journals and publications, the biggest obstacle was ports or port infrastructure. So lay down, and these are massive structures uh, for turbines offshore, obviously. And we very quickly realized, huh, they need a lot of space. They need good ground-bearing pressure. We have a runway built by the Americans. I would bet my bottom dollar we've got a good location. Um, they didn't believe us at first, to be totally honest with you. We basically, I won't say we tricked them to come to Argentia, but they were going to another province to look at another location, and we said, look, we're coming that way, it's just as well to come a little bit further east and come see our port, and they did, and uh, that's how it involves. So when you say they, is that like a big entourage of people? Like how many people would it be? There were four. 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 Okay. It was a project management large company. Yep. So that you know that enabled us to really solidify our foothold into the U.S. offshore wind market. Okay. And so from there we were able to sign a contract uh, back in January of uh, 2022, uh, and that's you know that sort of gave us the runway to right. be a leader. So that's the first start into uh, to the green sector. Now we go and look at it, and we say, okay, well we've got one in, we've got one ace in the hole. Let's go find another. That's when we got into everybody's, as that word got out that we were doing wind and turbines, the whole renewable sector industry started to come at us. Right. What are you doing, right? Because everybody knew we had tons of land and we had lots of wind. But they, we were able, just by fluke and coincidence, we were able to use the attraction and the significance of the deal to support the U.S. They wanted to, they reached, start reaching out to us. Then by, by that, it just evolved into a land-based project. And we had seven or eight come to us, all the major players, and then we went and we met with Pattern, and then that took off. So now Pattern are looking at building a, a one gigawatt uh, wind hydrogen project in Argentia and around in, in multiple phases with a, you know, the ability to export to Germany, to our port. We're the closest point of land to Germany, we're even, or to, to Europe, we're even closer than Vancouver. Right, yeah. So, so that's the other one, and you know, so that's a great, so right away we're doing two major, you know, as, as, as our world is evolving, we're feeding the U.S. The U.S. probably don't like to always acknowledge that they got to be dependent upon Canada, but we are a major feeder system now into their project plans and their whole industry, and how they get off, uh, you know, uh, coal and, and, and uh, reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So, and then we get into aquaculture, we've got that with greed going on right now. They're only about an hour away from our port, which is a great opportunity for us. We've got deep water, shelter, you know, we, tons of land for them for, you know, to feed, uh, which is a great opportunity. We've got Beta Nord, right? We've got a runway, if you probably saw the presentation. We've got a trajectory that can lead directly down to the back of a spool vessel. And then an amazing, amazing facility to do that project as well. Hopefully the government are able to negotiate it in as part of the benefits agreement that will see a spool base in Newfoundland, in which I have no doubt it will be in, in Argentia. And we're planning a $100 million dock extension uh, at the port to s support all of this, these projects. Wow. It is absolutely amazing. And uh, so we're working very closely. We've got a third of that money confirmed and uh, secured right now. 
So we're quite excited and we're working with the feds on a on a program, the National Trade Quarter Fund, mm-hmm. which we need to ensure we get a bigger piece of them. We've met with Minister O'Regan and certainly drove that home that, you know, we're, we're helping Canada use the port of Argentia to be its runway as they move that transition to a green, green sector when it comes to the U.S. offshore wind we're helping, Canada we're helping, Beta Nord's oil is as clean as you're going to get, and we're going to export hydrogen over to Europe. Yeah. So you almost got four aces. Wow. It's amazing. And sometimes I, I really do, and I know our board of directors and employees and, and stakeholders, sometimes we really pinch ourselves and say, this is real, and it is real. Very, yeah. very exciting for, for the province. Uh, Scott, uh, incredible stuff. Yeah. Wow. What a what a great story, right? From the Americas pulling out to where we are here today. It's funny that you know I just yeah, sort of got you full The Americas goes full circle. Full circle. We right? built it seventy years yeah. or eight, you know seventy eighty years ago, and we're coming back around. Yeah. And the history, it's it's, yeah. it's quite fitting. It's location, a good location, nostalgia. location, location. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah. We're to Walmart. We're to Walmart. <laughs> they saw something in it then, and they see something in it now, right? Absolutely. And a lot of that is around the people too, right? They they know that they've got a solid workforce here. Let's talk a little bit about that workforce. And yeah. you're you're growing this workforce has got to be on your mind. It's huge. Uh, that is, again, you know, I talk about it in my presentation whenever I give it. You know, planning is the key. So when we signed our deal, um, construction seasons offshore is always in the summer months because they avoid the hurricane season. And so those bookends are key. And so when we did our deal with our client in the U.S., which I can't name because of an NDA, when we did that deal, we realized very quickly that they had a, they were crossing the path of the, the spool base. Okay. So we had to stop and say, hang on, before we can sign, yeah. we need to make sure that there's, there's access, unfettered access, so that we don't prohibit uh, the spool base opportunity. And so we plan for that. So industry, when I say industry like Energy and L, um, Equinor, you know, all the other tier one supports, they very quickly acknowledge that once you start planning for things, they're not issues. Right. Labor is going to be the major one. I mean, in Argentia, starting in this May of 2023, the first monoplanes will start to arrive. That pro that contract alone is in excess of $65 million. So you think about you know the work that's going to be starting in the next week or so around the civil work. There's probably 10 or 15 million dollars worth of civil work has got to happen over the next three or four months to get ready. It's amazing. I didn't realize it was that immediate. Oh yeah, no, no, they're coming. This is happening yeah, now. Yeah, 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 it's happening, right? So that that work is going to be all through the winter. So you 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 know factor in that piece of it, then you've got Sonova starting up. Okay, let me just go down through them. I got to try to remember them all. <laughs> We're going to be trying to build a, a dock extension, a hundred million dock. I mean, these are little; they're not mega projects, but they're darn big. A yeah. hundred million dollar dock extension is a big project. That's right, and <laughs> you've got pattern yeah. that are going to be coming to us. Uh, we need to put up forty or fifty wind turbines. We need to build roads up through a forest to get to a certain area, and they're not all going to be on the one parking lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to move around yeah. and yeah. find a. The, 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 yeah. the locations that are going to give you the best outputs. Mm-hmm. So, just think about that. Yeah. So, how many dump truck drivers? How many excavator operators? How many windmill technicians are going to climb up and yep. hook up like right. cranes? You know, think about the cranes and the opportunities around offloading and handling wind turbine components. Like I talked about it in my press. Like we're going to have turbines that are going to be coming to our gentia from Germany to go to the U.S that are going to be taken and stored up on our runways, they're almost just under 3,000 tons each. 
100, over 120 meters long, two hockey rinks. So all of this needs labor and support and safety and snow clearing and security. Then you got a spool wow. base for Equinor. So these are the challenges. And that's why I talked about it there. It's so important for me. Scott, I, I want to interrupt. You keep saying spool base, spool base, spool base. There might be viewers yep. that don't know what that is. So a spool base is the way I would like it. It's almost yep. like a long hose. And they're on the big reels. So if you look in some of the offshore supply bases, you'll see big reels. And they're all like big holes. So when you look under the, the FPSO, there's a pipe coming underneath and yep. it'll go to the distribution center. That's the spool. Okay. It's pipe. And so they just keep adding pipe and welding it, joining it, joining it. And the longer you can stretch it, the better. Right. Right? And then you roll it onto a big reel and goes onto the back of the boat. Right. And then it's brought offshore and deployed. So that's the spool base. Spool base, okay. Fair so enough. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, but that's good. But okay. that's a good point. But the you know, when you look at it from the expertise of the welders to forklift handlers to moving moving the pipe to trucking, there's probably thirty thousand tons of drill pipe coming in per year right. to facilitate this. I mean, that is, that's significant labor, right? <laughs> wow. So all of those pieces combined, and not to mention our general operations, we handle all of our, we have great container lines with TMSI and Omskip come from Europe. We also have, we handle all of the line and uh, soda ash for valet. Jeez. So that can, that just can't go away now that's because there's something shiny and new. Yeah. So we really are going to have a, uh, a high demand for labor in our region. And uh, I think we'll be there. Let's not lose sight. The province has built Hibernia, Hebron, Valet, Voices Bay, uh, and everything else goes on with the hospitals and schools. And yeah. We can do it. Right. We just got to plan for it and be ready. And I believe that you know the port of our gentry will be you know, the industrial mecca of the province wow. for many, many years to come. Scott, NLCA, front and center of this, getting yep. you in the discussion to explain the opportunities. Tell me the importance of this association to Newfoundland and to you. Yeah, it, it is huge, right? They're your experts. That's the way I look at it, right? There's stuff that I, I can go around and put my suit on and talk to my project. Uh, I talk to the projects that are going to be in our agenda. Somebody got to execute. And you need that, you know, distribution. You need that supply chain. You need the invest investment community that can come in and put their equipment on your site and, and do the work and make a living and they've got to be able to spot. So we, it, just for me, I can't be everywhere. No. So when you get to an NLCA event like this and they invite you, mm. you jump at it because it gets you in the room right. with all of the stakeholders. Everybody knows the excitement. Uh, I think a lot of them, and I just, while you plucked me away. Yeah. Uh, they were lot, lined up to talk to you, giving right, you business cards. Right, and a lot of them did not realize the magnitude. And the magnitude of all of this, is, these projects are not starting in May of 23, like I just talked about, and going to 2030. The, the construction phases in the work is like from 23 to maybe 26 at the latest. That window is very intense. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the construction association comes in. How do we do this? How do we execute such a massive, significant investment into a port and do it in a way that is going to be to the benefit or to the uh, pleasantry or the excitement of Ecuador pattern, right? Yeah. You go through U.S. government, wow. the port, valet. So that's the whole excitement. That's why there's such a buzz in, in the region. We just finished up the Placentia Bay Industrial Showcase um, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Biggest turn, probably one of the biggest turnouts we've ever had. 
And that's why, because people and industry, like stakeholders from the NLCA, see what's coming and they want to be front and center and be a part of it. So it's very, very exciting. What an unbelievable story. It what is. A, and what an unbelievable opportunity. Yep. You must be excited to be in the middle of it all right now in the moment. I'm really, listen, I, you know what, I, you know, I'm, I went in there 24 or 25 months ago. You know, I'm very proud to be here on behalf of the board, mm -hmm. directors. They're doing a, you know, a fantastic job. Uh, put a shout out to them for sure. Employees, I mean, we're a very small team, very small team. But, uh, you know, we can, we can move a couple of mountains. We can make things happen. It's ironic that, you know, when Pattern came to us, we had our first meeting, that Frank is a Newfoundlander, right? So all roads, all roads lead home, right? right? Um, Wade Dahl, when we formed Argentia Capital Inc., that's our capital infrastructure entity, subsidiary, it's probably a month old. Wade's a Newfoundlander. So I can have a conversation with Wade like Newfoundlanders can. Right. And their belief is they want to give back to Newfoundland, as, a, as do I. We've all had great careers, yeah. but now it's about, let's let's take it up a notch yeah. and let's make the province the place that it really needs to be. Set it up for generations and generations to come, eh? Wind. Yeah. Wind. There's yeah. no end to wind. No I mean, you come to our right here. <laughs> it works well for me because I don't have to worry about my hair when I go to the office. Uh, but I can tell you, it is. It's exactly it. It's exciting. There's opportunity. And one of the other things I'll say is it's continuous. Right. Right. So there's the contractors and the work that's going to happen. You can come in and do work. Yeah. You haven't got to leave. Right. There's enough there that you're going to, everybody's got to work together. Yeah. Right. For the greater good. And uh, it certainly is exciting. There's yeah. no question about that, gentlemen. And that's one thing about Newfoundlanders. They understand that a rising tide floats all boats. And Absolutely. And get the fact Absolutely. that if you we're stronger together, we're going to go further. And that's exactly what you're describing here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks very much for your conversation. Thanks very much for your leadership on this important initiative for the province of Newfoundland and Labrador. An absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate Thank you. it. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Building Newfoundland and Labrador podcast. Presented by the Newfoundland and Labrador Construction Association. Produced by Gale Force Winds.